What is love? When I hear that, I want to think of that song. What does love got to do with it? Got to do with it? When you hear that word love, what do you think about? When you hear that four-letter word, love, what is it that you think about? Who do you think about? Jesus. But really, just think about it to yourself, really. What do you love? Who do you love in your life? We live in a world where we just kind of take that word not too serious. I love chocolate, (laughs) right? I love my job. I love my wife, my kids. Love. We would all have our own definitions of what love is. Love can be a kind of a squishy word, you know. I still remember the very, the very first time I told Becky I love her. We were dating and and uh, we were in Snyder, I believe, and uh, we were in the back of uh, her cousin's car. Her cousin was driving and other people was in the front and. We were at the McDonald's parking lot, just got through eating, and we just had a good time. And I just remember uh, just leaning over, and we were laughing, and and I was just like, I love you. And she kind of looked at me like, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for an answer back or something. I was waiting for, I love you too, or hey, I love you, nothing. She, nothing. That was probably the longest 15 seconds. So I didn't know what to do, but to do, I'm just playing, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Right, but what is love? You know, sometimes we think we have a pretty good handle on it. And as soon as we think we got it, and we got control over it, just somehow, some way, it slips slips out through our fingertips. Another story that I share with you that happened this week. Ellie was, me and Ellie were talking, and she's like, man, Dad, Mom has bought you all kinds of gifts for Christmas. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, you probably have the most gifts than anybody in the family. And I was like, what? I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I was like, man, she just, she, she, she just seems like every day she's buying you a gift. And I was like, well, I need to go get her something. <laughs> so <laughs> I go get her, I, you know, I go get her a present and stuff and. Just the other day, I was, uh, there was something that I was needing, and uh, I didn't, there was a particular clothing that I didn't have clean, and I didn't want to wash, and I didn't want to make Becky wash, so I said, you know what, I'm just going to go to the store and, and buy me this particular clothing, so I don't have to worry about washing, or she doesn't have to worry. She's like, Richard, don't do that. Just here, here's one of your gifts. And I was like, You're, I don't want to open you know, I don't want to open this already. She's like, no, you could use it tonight. If you just open it, you could use it tonight. I was like, well, I'll just go to the store. I'll just go to the dollar store and buy me a pack of some uh, particular clothing that I needed. And, and she's like, no, don't, you know. 
And uh, I was like, man, you, you've been really good, like, to me. Like, really, I, you know, and she's like, yeah, I bought you a lot of gifts. And I was like, man, that's awesome, you know, thank you. I, man, I just, like, I felt love, you know, and I was like, man, I got to I gotta get on my game. I got <laughs> I to gotta do some a lot of shopping this week, you know. I'm not going to let her beat me with the amount of gifts, right? I'm thinking of all this, and, and I was like, well, okay, if you insist, I should open one. It won't be a big deal. She's like, yeah, you got plenty. And I said, yeah, that's why I hear. And I said, why did you buy me so many gifts? <laughs> She said that God told me, that God told her that every time I make her mad, she needs to buy me a gift. (laughs) No joke. Every time I made her mad, God put in her heart to go and buy me a gift. Man, that's love. That is love. (laughs) But it's, I, I just didn't know what to say. I was like, well, I could do the opposite and not get you anything, and that means you never made me mad. John 3.16, I think I have that up on the board. We all know it. It's, It's pretty simple. You see it everywhere. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I really want us to think about that. Because I think that we watered down this verse so many times because we hear it so many times. We see it on TV. Celebrities throw it up there. We hear it by passing by. We hear it through conversations. But do we really sit down? Do we really just soak it in? For God so loved the world. So. That's much more than just love. Have you ever told your kids or your grandkids, I love you so much? There's power in that two-letter word, so. It magnifies things. And I've just been reading this scripture. and For God so loved Richard. Put your name there. For God so loved Joni. For God so loved Johnny. For God so loved Richard that he gave his only begotten son. That way Richard believes in him and that Richard should not perish but have everlasting life. Make it personal. As you kind of guessed it, our topic this morning is about love. And out of anything... That you get out of this mess. I want you to get out that knowing that God loves you so much. God loves you so much. And we need that. When we live in a world of hate, we live in a world of chaos. We live in a world of bad intentions, of just really just. You see it all over the place. You see it on Facebook. You see it on the news. You see it everywhere. 
so much hate in this world. Sometimes we forget that we're even loved. And because of that, it's hard for us to love. 1 John chapter 4 is what we're going to be looking at. 1 John chapter 4. What is love? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that little kid, when you ask him what is love, it, he was like, um, it's that. <laughs> love is more than an emotion. Love is more than just a feeling. Love is actually, it's an action. It's something that we do. It's something that we are commanded to do. It's to love. First John chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is what? Is God. It's of God. And everyone who loves is born of who? God. And knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is what? Love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And in this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loves us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. John goes on, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to what? Love another, love one another, love our neighbors. Continue, verse 12. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because why? Because he has given us his spirit And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. And whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. And God in him. Verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this way. Love has been perfected in us, in you. In this way that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. 
but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because why? He first loved us. How many times have you read that word love in those few scriptures, in those few verses? A lot. What is John John trying to tell us about love? God is love. Love originates from God. It's not something that we invented, us human. To love is not a man-made idea. The ability to love one another is only possible because God designed it that way. God created it. God planned it. He's not only the author and the perfecter of our faith, but he is also the author and the perfecter of our love and your love. He made it so that we could love one another. He didn't make it so that we can love ourselves. And that's what the world tells you. It's all about you. The earthly trinity, me, myself, and I. When we need to be looking at the holy trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The ability to love one another is possible because of what God has done. Because of who God is. God created it, God designed it, and he planned it. And he made it so that we could love him in return. So that we can love him in return. Jesus says that you must love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. What does that mean? I've heard that verse many, many times. That means with every part of your life, every part of your human being, you should love God. Everything. Everything. And I want you to understand this, church. When you realize how much you are loved by God, that love that you would have for him, it just overflows. It does. Your cup is run full. I think that too many times we forget that or sometimes we don't really comprehend the love that that he has for us. John 3, 16, he's so loved. He loves you so, so much. Man, I could sit here and I could tell you that I love you all day long. I could sit here and say I love every single one of you dearly. But you ask me to sacrifice one of my kids for you. I'll be like, I love you, but. You know, I love you, Gary, 
but I can't sacrifice one of my kids for you, you know? But I'm just being honest. We all feel that way, but not God. Just kind of put it in that perspective. I want you to think about that and what he's done. And he made it so that we could love him in return. John writes something that sounds a little weird. And he says, anyone who loves a child of God and knows God, anyone who doesn't love, doesn't know God. Take that. Really read that. Really think about that. Anyone who doesn't love doesn't know God. Sounds like all we have to do, right, is is just love a little bit. Oh, yeah, I love God. Oh, yeah, I go to church. I'm all right. I'm good. No, but do you really love? Or do you love God like the way I love chocolate cake? <laughs> I love people who are nice to me, right? It's real easy. It's real easy to love people who are nice to you. But what, what about people who, who hurt you? What about people who committed horrible acts Towards you or your family. Do you have love for those people? We see it too many times. I was talking to a, a friend the other day. And, and we were talking about social media and how it just gets crazy. And he's like, you know what, Richard? I had to defriend some people on my Facebook. Because they get so caught up with whatever's going on in the world. They get so caught up with politics. They get so caught up with, with racism. They get so caught up with just whatever. And it's not that they're just caught up, but they say mean and horrible things. He says, I don't want to remember them by who they are on Facebook. I want to remember them who they were before I knew them, before Facebook. Because it taints. It disrupts the way we think about people. Everything we should do, everything that we say, it should be to honor and glorify Him, only Him. And that is Christ. So many times have people have that mindset. I go to church. I pay my tithes. I say my prayers. So I love God. So I, I love God. I'm good. No, it's more than that. Those are good things. Don't get me wrong. Those are good things. But let me ask you this. Your personal relationship with your earthly person, whether it's your spouse, your wife, that the way you look at your wife, the way you look at your, your husband, the way you look at your kids, do you look at Jesus that way? Always compared to your earthly relationship, to your relationship with Christ. Do you see Jesus as your wife? Do you see Jesus as your husband? Do you see Jesus as one of your kids? That kind of relationship. 
Maybe you treat your kids better than you treat Jesus. Something to think about. It must be more. It must be more. Because he gave us his best. We should give him our best. We can't equate loving randomly with knowing God. We can't love people the way God intends us to love people without knowing God. Because why? Because love comes from God. And God is love. This word love is used so many times in just these few verses. And the way John is using this, it's a Greek word called agape love. And you've heard of agape love. It's a God's love. It's an amazing love. It's that soul love. God is love. It's not that loving is just one of God's many activities or qualities. But that his very existence is love. Everything which God does and all that God is, is done out of love, discipline, judgment, justice, holiness, sovereignty, faithfulness, grace, mercy, all of that comes out of from God's love. We were talking about in our Sunday school class, you know, sometimes as believers, we feel like we get the, the backwash of, of people's sin or, or we get, uh, because of the cause of other people, we get the backwash of, of that judgment or why are we going through things. And I love how our Sunday school class, how we learn that God always takes care of his children first. He always takes care of his children first. And we were thinking about that, and all I could think about is, is when my kids get in trouble, when my kids get in trouble, especially say uh, one of the girls gets in trouble and, and I ground them from their cell phone, right? And you're like, you know what? You're grounded from your cell phone. You're grounded for a month. But guess what? That affects the other girls. Why? Because what's happening is whatever she did on that cell phone, now I'm going to put restrictions on the other cell phones. And the girls always get mad. Man, why you always got to get in trouble? Because every time you get in trouble, it affects us. And I just got that clear picture of God doing the exact same thing to me. God, why am I going through this? God, why am I struggling with this? Why am I being bothered by this? Why is it hurting me? Why are this? It's to make us better. It's to make us holy. To make us righteous because of through what his son has done. You see what I'm saying is, is that we may not see that discipline for, for our good, but God is. And what I liked about this, what was what, what stated in our Sunday school class is that, see if I get this right. God is in control of who is in control. God is in control 
of who is in control. That's with my life. That's with my church. That's with my job. That's with our government. That's with my community. That's with the leaders of this community. That's with our school. If you start thinking like that and you start realizing that God is still in control, no matter who is in control, God is still in control. Man, that just makes things a lot easier. But his love, his love, it begins with his love. We must understand that God is love. And then he tells us, when we comprehend that and we see that, we have to love one another. So we may sit here and we say, you know what? It's, I love God. And it's real easy to say that. But how are we doing with the one another? How are we doing with loving one another? The last couple Sundays, we've been celebrating this Advent season, and we've been speaking on how we can experience joy, how we can have hope, and how we could have peace. And it's all because of this. Everything God does aligns with his love. In that area, is that just crazy? Everything that God does is out of love. So when we use the word love in reference to God, what does it mean? What does it mean? Verse 9 and 10. Can you go to that? In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son us see it's not that we love him it's because he loved us first even before i became a a believer when i was down in the dumps of my sin he still loved me and he still loves me today and he does the same for you no matter what you've been through no matter what you were doing no matter what sin you're caught up in i want you to know that he loves you that is crazy crazy good that before i even knew god he loved me that is what christmas is all about That's what the family of God is all about. He brings to light on how much he loves us and how much he loves you. So let me ask you this question. Do you know 
how much God loves you. Seriously, think about it. Really, do you know how much God loves every single one of you? He loved you so much that he didn't want to leave you in the state that you're in. He doesn't want you to live a life of heartache and just struggling or whatever it is that you're dealing with. See, we're all sinners. We're all sinners. And we are all in need of a Savior. Basic Christianity right there, 101. But first of all, you have to realize that. That you are in need of a Savior. A life apart from Jesus is a, is a life destined to hell. I'll say that for another sermon, but I also believe that we don't really take hell seriously. I don't believe, I, I, sometimes I think that we don't believe that there's actually a place called hell. Because if we really did comprehend that there's a place of called hell, we would do everything that we could possibly do to reach the lost, to reach our family, to reach our kids. If we or if you saw your child running towards the street and there was an 18 wheeler coming and fixing to hit your child, if your child if you don't grab your child, you're going to do everything in your power. We're going to do everything in your power to grab that child before it gets hit, right? Right? Family, that's exactly what we're doing to our, our loved ones. When we don't preach the gospel, when we don't share the love of Christ, the love of God, if we don't share that with people, that's exactly what we're doing. We're allowing them to cross the street and get hit by an 18-wheeler. It's mind-blowing, right? Man, it's not, it's not about this world. It's not about the things that we have or don't have or what this world offers us. It's about what God has and about who he is and what he can give us out of his word. See, John goes on. He says, and this is love, that we loved God, but that he Loved us. Man. In the ancient world, outside of Christianity, whew, it was thought that it, would, it was appropriate to love someone, to love those who were worthy of being loved. And sometimes we feel that way today. Whether it's because of the color of their skin or it's because of their their political views or their social class. We gauge people on how we love based on how they are. Well, Stephen don't Steve don't treat me right, so I'm not gonna love him. No. 
That's not how it's supposed to be under the family of God. And when we experience God's love for ourselves, and we really understand how wretched I was, I was the worst. And God still loves me. And he still loves you. But God, he's the opposite. God loves the sinners. He loves the ones, the outcasts. He loves the broken. He loves us. He loves you, and he's rescued you. That is something to be excited about. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day in in Abilene, and I was just there for business, and I was planning on just going up there and coming back. And we just started talking, and he just started opening up, and, and I was like, wow. You know, the Spirit of the Lord is really working, and when we just do two things, trust and obey, he opens doors. And, man, he just, we just start seeing the grace of God and we start seeing the mercy of God. But we have to be willing to trust and obey him. And, and that's something that I've, I've been really, really, really trying to do this week. And I went to Abilene and got, had this conversation with a friend. And, and I was like, man, I had no idea the struggles I have no idea the struggles that people are going through. Sometimes we think that they have it all together. Sometimes we think that life is just grand for them. But we have no idea what people are going through. And I'm not saying this to, to toot my own horn or, or anything like that. But please don't. don't but, but, but what he was saying, he's like, Richard, I was really excited to meet with you today. Because he says every time, he says, I know your story. He knows about my kids, and he knows about my family, and he knows about my history. He says, but everything that you have gone through, everything that you still dealt with, you still had a smile. And I said, I can smile, brother, because I know that I'm loved. I know that Jesus Christ died for Richard Acuna from Sweetwater, Texas. I know because... He loved me first. And that's what I want, church. I want every single one of you to experience that love. And I want you to experience that love so that you and the people around you can experience that love. Could you imagine what we can do to our community? Can you imagine what we can do to our church if we just live First John 4? Man, we could change the world. We could change Sweetwater, Texas. Agape love is a self-sacrificing love. It's a love that says, I'm willing to give up what I want for what you need. It's a love That says that I'm willing to give up what I want for what you need. Let me say that again. I'm willing to give up what I want 
for what you need. That's exactly what God did. He gave up his son. Because he knew that we need a savior. God acted on our behalf out of love. Do you believe that? Given the truth of what John has shared with us, what should we do, church? What should we do? Love. That is the correct answer. John would tell us to love one another well. In order to love each other well, we need to know God. And love God. Because for God is love and love comes from God. And our love for God is made known by our love for one another. Our love for God is made known by our love for one another. And I know the enemy has come to steal, kill, and to destroy everything that God is doing. Everything that God is doing in your life. But love, if we cling to that, no matter what we're going through, knowing that God loves me, we will become overcomers. See, John chapter 15, verse 9, it says that as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you now remain in my love. Jesus is saying there. Let me ask you this. How much do you think God loves Jesus? Right? We would say, oh, he loves Jesus, right? That's his son. But Jesus says here to us, as the father has loved me, so have I Love you. Jesus loves me just as much as God loves Jesus. Whoo. That's powerful stuff. I know my wife loves me. Not because of the 30 gifts that she bought me. But I know that she loves me because she deals with the good and the bad and the ugly of me. And she always tells me, love is more than an emotion. Love is more than a feeling. Love is doing. And we do what we do. Why? I've said this lots of times. We do what we do. Why? Because we love God. We love Jesus. As Gary gets ready to play. I heard this quote before and I thought it was really good, but it's salvation was your introduction. 
not your conclusion. See, we are saved by grace through faith, right? When we have taken that step of, man, I want to know Jesus. I, I know him. I want to know him as my Lord and my Savior. I want to surrender my whole life. But a lot of times we stop right there. Oh, I got my fire insurance. I'm in heaven. But love is a do we supposed to go out and do. It's more than just receiving Christ and say, I'm good now. I could live on my own. I could be in isolation, but I love God. No. Why? Because Jesus says that you, they know that you are, you are my disciples by what? By your, your love. We bear fruit. Are you producing good fruit, church? As Gary plays, I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and you really consider your, your relationship with Christ. Really consider. And I really want you to know that you are loved. You know you're loved by your family. You know you're loved by your friends. But that love that they have for you does not compare to the love that Jesus Christ has for you. And that's what I want you to understand. If you've never taken that commitment to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I pray and I ask and I encourage you to let today be that day, church. Don't leave here thinking that you have it all together. Don't leave here thinking, you know what, I'll do that tomorrow. Because we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know what could happen today. But if God calls you home and he calls you to take your last breath here on earth, will you take your first breath in heaven or will you take your first breath in hell? Think about it. Is Jesus pleased? Do you have that relationship? I'm going to ask everyone to stand. And just spend some time alone. If you want to come to the altar and pray, you're more than welcome. If you want me to pray over you, I'm here. But if you want to take that step and you want to know, you know what? I want to change my life. I want to rededicate my life. I want to receive Christ. I want to surrender my life. Then he's telling you to come now. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next Sunday. Because we don't know where we're going to be. But I want you to leave here this morning knowing that you are loved. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.